When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I believe. We good, Dave? All right, first first inaugural radio appearance for Jalen. How how you feeling, first of all, man? I know uh, Saturday night you were fighting through some stuff. Uh, how how you doing physically? Uh, yeah, uh, my health should be getting better. You know, it was it was a lot. It happened bad uh, when it first happened. Like I said, I was, it was hard to walk and stuff, but I've been going to treatment and it should be getting better every day, every day. That's good. How, what's the just kind of a, a strain like that just is gonna take a while to yeah. heal up. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's just like a slight strain. Yeah. Yeah. Well and those hamstring injuries you saw with like Trey Knox early in the season, yeah. those things kinda linger and you might feel like you're back to hundred percent and it just takes that one little thing yeah. to re aggravate it again. So that's something that can obviously bug you for a while and to, I say fortunately, unfortunately there is no other game to play this right. season. So you do have time to let it heal, but we obviously wish you guys had a, another game coming up here in a couple of weeks. All right, Jalen, so let's look back on we, – we got a lot of ground to cover with you, but um, let's look back at, at year one for you. Mm-hmm. So give us kind of the big-picture overview of just, you know, how, how it went for you this season and your thoughts on now that you've kind of wrapped up year one here in Columbia. Uh, I think it felt, it felt pretty good the way that I came in. I came in early, so once I got during the season, everything was really pretty smooth and easy once I got going. Um, First game, North Carolina, I wasn't really expecting to play that game. But once I seen Nick go out, and then they asked me to go in, and then it just shot off from there. And then I got the trust of my teammates, the trust of the coaches, and I got more trust and confidence in myself. So I feel like that's what made me continue to have an even better season. That was play two of yeah. the game, right? Yeah. I mean, you didn't think it would be did, – did you go in um, – I don't think this is giving too much away. I mean, see, season's over now, but, like, did you think you were going to play some snaps? Yeah, I, I was like, because we got like a um a little slight aside, like a sub package. Yeah. Where I come in like on third downs that, that we were run, but um other than that, I didn't think I was other than, other than special teams, I didn't think I was like gonna get any snaps. Now, like that moment for you, did you allow yourself to like process it, or do you just go on the field and yeah, just, you know attack the job, <laughs> or was it like, oh man, this is really happening? What's yeah, going I was, on? I was shocked at first. It was like <laughs> everybody was telling me like well, that week to just stay ready because anything can happen. Yeah. But coaches just say that you know, just, <laughs> right. like make sure you you do stay ready at all times. But when it actually happened, I was a little shocked. But once I got in, I just started playing my game, and it just all felt like high school again. Which it's it's interesting that you came in for Nick because he was put in pretty much the same situation yeah. a year mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. where he got thrust into a role yep. pretty much immediately at the start of last season as a true freshman as well. So it's funny how those things kind of parallel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's uh, a good thing. It seems like because y'all both had really good years as yeah. freshmen, so maybe, uh, maybe there's some kind of winning formula there. Do you remember the very first – Play like did you get in on the action? I can't remember the third play of the game or nah, the second play. What we actually they put um, BJ in BJ Gibson. They put him in at first. I think he got like uh, yeah. four four snaps. Okay, okay, yeah, that's I, right. Then that's when I came in, and then the first play I had made a tackle, and I was like, dang, it just the first college tackle. It just it was. I was also like Nick. I think great. he had got some action on his very first as well. But d- did you have? So we've asked guys this. Like before games, especially with you 
being first year college, like, do you have nerves before games, or are you just yeah. pretty? Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't say nerves, yeah. but just like anxious, like like anxious, just ready to play. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say nerves because Coach Gray said if you nervous, then that means you ain't ready. So <laughs> I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm ready every snap. So, do you have a little pregame routine that you um, do? Really, just listen to my music. Yeah, listen to my music. Then I pray with my parents before the game. That's about it. What are you listening to? Um, I really listen to Little Baby. <laughs> um, young boy, um, that's pretty much it, really. Now, uh, our, uh, we had Xavier Leggett on with us last week. He said he didn't listen to any music at yeah. all. Like, uh, he'll put on the headphones, but won't even have anything, like, bumping. Like, I feel like most guys got to get some kind of, you know, a yeah, little bit know. of a flow going there with the music, but apparently not him. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know he liked music, though, so I don't know. So, like you said, you came in early, and so do you feel like that really helped you adjust as opposed to if you had come in – June, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because the dudes who came in in June, not saying because Nick and DQ both came in in sure. June, July, yeah. and they had great seasons. But I feel like for me, I like to hop on it fast so I can get to process it earlier. Um, I feel like if I would have came in the summer, it would have been, it would have been such like everything would have been going already. Like fall camp would have been right, like two weeks in, mm-hmm. like coming in with like two weeks away. But if I came in in the summer, and then I would have to deal with workouts, classes. And but I feel like just coming in early, everything just slowed down. I just kind of like moved into it, like I've already seen it before. Mm-hmm. That that being said, how much was it? How much of an adjustment was it to go from being in high school at the end of 2023 to jumping into college at the uh, beginning of 2023? Um, it was a real big adjustment. Um, I had to like it was really just time management, just managing my time with classes, um, with sports, with meetings, um, extra meetings, things like that, and then also having a social life. So. It was really just trying to manage my time to still make sure I don't fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's it seems like I mean I know your uh, your dad's pretty active on on social media, mm-hmm. um, so I've I've had a chance to talk with him, and I know you got like a real tight knit family, which you just alluded to. So how has that helped? How has your family life helped you know shape you and and prepare you for this level? Uh, it's shaped me a lot. Me and uh, I got two older brothers, um, yeah. Gerald Kilgore. He's at uh, Tennessee Tech, and I have another older brother, James Kilgore. He's um he went to Clayton State for track, but he's now into nursing. Mm-hmm. And we've been training together for as long as I can walk. So like since I was like four or five years old, we've been training together. Our dad's been like through every summer. We'll wake up early in the morning before he go to work, work out. Uh, when he get off of work, work out again, and then do another workout with our like our little rec team or whatever so mm-hmm. like i've been doing this for a long time I, we all played four different sports um jj he really didn't like football like that he was mainly into track so that's what he got a scholarship in track at clayton state uh, me and jero we did baseball basketball football and track wow and so we was like it was just athletic family so it was just really just all the workouts all the stress and all the, the blood the tears the crying and all that i feel like it all just paid off at the end What's your uh, second best sport? Or is football even your best sport? Yeah. It is your it best. Is. Okay. Uh, my second would probably be track. Yeah. Track, okay. What did you do in, in track again? Um, I did the 200, 200 400, so. long jump, and the relays. Okay. So so where do you stack up as far as fastest guys on the team? <laughs> We've had this conversation with a lot of guys. I don't know. I have, in the Kentucky game, I had hit 22. So I think that's like, that's got to be like top five. I, I would think so. That's up like there. I'm trying to think of the fastest time that i've heard on the catapult 
I think AB got the fastest. Does he? Yeah, I think he hit. I think he hit twenty three one day. In game though, I don't know if it was in game. Okay, it was. I think it was like at. A, at um, I like to practicing. count in game. Yeah, that's just me though. Well, like it, like Leggett hit twenty two something mm-hmm. in a game this year. I, I, I think, think it's more impressive in game because you guys are wearing shoulder pads, yeah. helmets. You got all that extra weight on you to still be able to run that fast. That's that's something. Yeah, that's that's fine, man. Yeah, twenty two. That may that may be top five. That may be up there. Nick Nick Harbor two hundred. Yeah. See Nick, like he you can. I don't feel like he got a chance this year to really show his, like full speed. Yeah, he's he needs a little runway, I yeah. think. Like, but like one of his steps is like ten of a normal person. So that yeah. that, <laughs> long leg. that was the funny thing um, in the Vanderbilt game where Mario broke off that mm-hmm. seventy-two touch, seventy-two yard touchdown run. Like Nick is running beside him, so, like <laughs> jogging and keeping pace with him while he's running at like full speed. Like again, we haven't been able to see like Nick's full speed on display on the field yet, but that to me says, oh, man, when he finally gets able to turn it on, it's going to be a sight to behold. Yeah, he can move. He can move, definitely. So when you when you got here, so we're talking about the North Carolina game earlier, game one, you come in and you're playing safety, but as the season progressed, you moved to nickel, mm-hmm. you added punt return. Right? How, that was a lot as, yeah. a, as a first-year guy, but you seemed to handle it pretty well. What did you think of taking all that on? Um, so when I first came in, um, coach, uh, I told coach Limbo, I like, I was sending coach Limbo, my, my punt return video, kick return yeah. videos. So he already knew. So when I, like, I think in the spring, when we started spring practice, he started having me catch punts and he was saying that I had good, I had a good stance. I wasn't dropping no balls and stuff like that. But then when the season came, I wasn't getting as much reps at punts. So I was like, okay, I guess he, cause he put me in other special team spots where I could like go make a tackle or something like that. So, um, I think AB had came out, AB had got hurt. I think he was out for like two games, and we uh, he best when he started putting me at punt return. So, I just moved to that role, and it was fun being back there. It just felt normal, like back in high school again. And with Nickel, um, that was just a, a decision we all made, like all the um, DBs and the coaches that we made, because um, we all played Nickel. Um, I think Nick um, DQ played Nickel for yep. like three games, four games. Um, Nick played it for a couple games, and then um, Coach Gray had put me in there for Nickel um, for the last few games, and. And it all worked out well, I would say. How much harder is it playing nickel as opposed to just being a straight-up corner? Um, I'll just say it's more running because I'm in coverage a lot more, not in like in the tackle fits as much as safety, but that's pretty much it, really just more covering and working on my um, man skills, my coverage skills. The punt return, like, and, and I was watching it the other night especially, it's just that to me may be the hardest job in football. Yeah. What What do you think? You think it's it the hardest? Because I, mean, I feel like it will cause a lot of focus. Cause on the, uh, one of them, I had I had dropped one of them because I had got it got caught in the light. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember I, that. I had got caught in the light, had slipped through my hands, so I had to dive on it. But it requires a lot of focus. Well, an AB caught one. I mean, yeah. it, it just side, like almost didn't catch. I, I just that's the hardest. <laughs> and you got a bunch of animals running at you, trying <laughs> to trying to kill you. I would say <laughs> that's the most nerve wracking part to me is you're looking up for this ball and you got them bearing down on you, and you know you're obviously checking to know if you got a, a wave yeah. the fair catch off or not. But like that's like. I can't imagine what the the mental side of that is. The way like. that I look at it, if it's if it's a, a high a high kick like real high, I just I, I'm more than likely know I'm not gonna be able to return it, so I just fair catch it, catch it. But if it's coming like a little short or I get a little bounce, then I'll be like, okay, it depends. It depends on how the um how fast the snapper is coming, because I feel like the snapper and the gun is gonna be the first ones down. So that's how I look at it. What about a ball that's real real quick before we hit a break here? A ball that's like if you're backed up. You know, generally in football, you hear 
if you, if your heels are on the ten and if the ball's behind you, you're letting it go into the end yeah. zone. Is that kind of still the line of thinking nowadays yeah. in football? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because um, it was one of them in the what game? I think it was the Vanderbilt game. It had dropped right. I think I had came. I had came back a yard. Mm-hmm. It was like between like five and six, and I didn't want to let it bounce, and then just and then they get it on the one. So I just went right. and caught it like right on the four. Yeah, so they wouldn't have it on the one at least. Yeah, yeah, we'll have we'll have uh, more with uh, Jalen Kilgore as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on uh, here on the game. Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on the game. Tyler and Chris, along with you in the Hearn and Chevrolet Studios, joined today by Jalen Kilgore, freshman defensive back for the Gamecocks, hanging out with us for a little while. On this Tuesday morning, talking about this a little bit in the break there. You're from Eatonton, Georgia, played for Putnam County. Um, a little bit a little bit of a different situation going from a couple thousand people there to this big city here in Columbia. Uh, how many folks do you think you played in front of on Friday nights out there? Uh, I think the biggest I played in front of was second round playoff my junior year. Maybe, mm, maybe. I'd say 500. What classification were y'all? Two-way. Two-way? Okay, yeah. see a big jump. Like, what was uh, – we talked about you kind of getting thrust into that role uh, in uh, the North Carolina game. So you go from five, 600 people yeah. playing in high school to, I don't know, how many people does Bank of America hold? 50, 60,000, somewhere around there. Was that like a culture shock for you? Yeah, it was. It was a lot of – I had a lot of friends that was, that, was, that, was, that was happy to see me out there. When you when you did play in high school, I mean, I remember when you were getting recruited, going through and after you committed, and kind of going through your stats each week. And I mean, did you come off the field at at all? No, you literally all. like played every snap. I played every snap. I think the only thing I wasn't on was punt, which is ironic. Yeah, considering yeah. <laughs> punt return. <laughs> that now. is that is. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I remember you'd have kick return stats. Mm-hmm. You're out there playing. Catching balls, throwing balls, running the ball, playing defense, all that stuff. You get to college, you're probably like, this is easy, you yeah. know, <laughs> playing so yeah. much. What was the biggest adjustment, though, as far as, um, you know, football stuff? Was it just practice or, like, how much time you're devoting? I mean, what, what um, was it? I'd say it was pretty much um, just learning the plays, learning the okay. playbook and remember it, remembering them because we would have a lot of install coming in that a lot of guys already knew that I – because the football that I played in high school, it wasn't, it wasn't like – nowhere near the college football like it was just like line up don't get beat deep play your man stuff like that and we played a lot of wing t teams so a lot of times i'd be playing the edge right like setting the edge making tackles so once it came to college football i had to learn a whole new vocabulary of the game so it was mainly just learning that and just learning what to do and understanding it and then executing it is that why a lot of guys maybe don't pan out in college because they can't make that transition from being very basic in high school to more complicated things to the next level yeah maybe because that's that's another reason why i love that i came in early because it wasn't right on top of me right now like if you like coming in the summer it would have been harder to just understand that way in the when i came in um in the in january a lot of the coaches like um coach jalen foster um, Jalen Day, uh, Dickerson, they all helped me out. Coach Donnie, uh, both, they all helped me out, like to break the, down the game for me. While Coach Gray was like in other meetings and things like that, so mm-hmm. that really helped a lot. So, was coverage the biggest, you know, focal point for you? Like biggest adjustment aside from learning the vocabulary, but just from a physical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you're learning how to technique and, um, you know, different types of coverages. What your assignment is on a particular coverage against yeah. a particular was that the biggest? Yeah, thing? that was mainly the biggest thing. Just learning what to do at the right times. 
how do you feel like you've grown in that regard from game one to now? Because I, I feel like even what we were talking about earlier, the, the position move where um, in this scheme when you're playing nickel, mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot asked of you, and a lot of that does include coverage. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like trial by fire a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Um, it was. I feel like as the season went on, I started to understand the game uh, mm-hmm. a way a lot more. I understand it, what the linebacker was doing, what the corners were doing, what the other safety was doing. Like when I first came in, I was just trying to learn what I was doing. Yeah. But now it's like I see everything, and it's so much easier because you know, like if I'm in this certain area, I know that my other safety is in this part of the area. So it's just no, just having more trust in my players and just knowing what everybody else is doing made the game way slow down, slow down a lot more. When you already start thinking about, you know, next season, preparing for spring ball, all those things, um, do you have some goals in mind of hey, here, here's where I want to really get better really want to focus on do you have a few things in your mind that you're um really just uh, my man-to-man coverage I want to focus on that a lot more because I know um, I'm gonna be doing that a lot coming into the season and I feel like that's the main part that I need to get better in and just um that could also just help me help my draft stock go up even more once they see I can cover a lot more I can tackle so I just want to be versatile when they when they call NFL teams look at me let's get a little preview for next year then do you think you stay at nickel um, we don't know yet. I don't know. We may like they may move us all around. Yeah. Um, one person play nickel this game. One person yeah. play free safety match stones up. after this game. Yeah, match up things like that. So it's I, I feel like that's probably the best way. Like I feel like that was the best thing for Coach Gray to make us all learn nickel because now we all know nickel, we all know free safety, and we all know strong safety. So I feel like that's that was the best thing Coach Gray Cry could have done. Is that hard to switch? It's not like you switched from game to game or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, kind of once you made that move to nickel, you're you're kind of there. But it is that hard mentally to, you know, play one spot and then maybe the next game you're playing another one mm-hmm. or is not as much anymore? Um, I feel like once you, like, understand the defense, mm-hmm. I feel like you pretty much know because we, like, we have plays, but when we also scheme, like, we, we scheme for teams, like, what we're doing for, like, that play. Like, we'll probably tweak it a little bit, but yep. it's all pretty much the same. Like, it's all the same, all the training camp rules pretty much. But I, so I feel like once you really understand the defense, then it wouldn't be that much of a, I feel like, a difference of trying to switch positions. Yeah. Be- being in coverage at nickel, what was the toughest receiver you had to cover this year, in your opinion? Um, I would say either... Either Luther, either Luther Burden, or um, it was either him or the let me think or the Texan and them Texan and the receivers. Uh, Evan Stewart, Evan Stewart, and Smith. Nice, no, yeah, nice, no, Smith. Yeah, those are some dudes. Real. I mean, you know, sometimes just one of those things. Like from a mentality standpoint, you just I guess you just got to know like, hey, I may have good coverage, and sometimes a guy's yeah. gonna make a play. Mm-hmm. You know. That is true. I mean, and then and then the DB is going to win some too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you It'll put that out of your mind? Like, if you if you do give up a play, right? It, maybe it's a ball where you have really good coverage, receiver mm-hmm. makes a good play. Maybe it's a play where you don't have very good coverage, yeah. and you're like, I kind of got beat from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you just move on? If I if I got beat from a technical standpoint, I just look at okay, fix it next time. Yeah. Don't let it happen again. If I got beat because he just made a, a excellent play, like he uh he's a uh, NFL <laughs> receiver, he's gonna make a play, so I really can't fault myself for that. That's right. I can just um, make sure he he don't do the same thing the next play. So yeah, just recover. So I know this season did not go from a wins and losses standpoint. You know how y'all wanted it to go, um, and 
you know, now now you've got the off season that's going to look a little bit different than it would have maybe if you, you know, South Carolina wins that last mm-hmm. game against Clemson or whatever. But what does the off season look like, not just for you, but from a team standpoint? Like what what's kind of the schedule look like over the next, you know, couple months until winter workouts start? Um, I feel like a lot of guys just need to recover their body yeah, right now. Yeah. Because I know we got a lot of beat up players. Um, so the the guys that we more than likely gonna be a real young team next year. So I feel like the young guys just need to process their mind um, for the next season. Just get in that mode where we gotta lock in if we want to be successful in this next season. And we got some a lot of good freshmen that's coming in. They gotta come in with the same mindset even when they not even here yet. So I really feel like it's just an overall team building thing that we just got. Um, understand now obviously you were thrust into a role to get out there and play pretty immediately but there's some other guys that we saw in spots especially on defense that maybe didn't get as many reps as you did who are some of these other young guys that people should be excited about that maybe we haven't got to see a lot of yet um i know judge judge got a little um the, the um, corner that we have judge collar he got some reps at corner throughout the season i think he, he started in two games um the I think it was the Missouri game, or it was Missouri or Texas, and then one of them, and it was the Kentucky game that he started in. He did good in those games. And Bakari Swain is another corner. Um, I feel like he's he's learning to, because he really wasn't a, a corner coming in. He was like a good receiver, but he's athletic. Like he's been being practiced, making plays, plays that I don't think nobody else on the team <laughs> could make. Like he's a freak athlete. So I'm definitely excited to see him play um, when he gets his chance. Uh, we got um, Nick Harbor. He built into his like. I feel like this year was just his. Okay, yeah, I feel okay. I'm ready for the SEC. Now he's gonna next year. He's gonna take over the SEC. We got receivers like Tyshawn Russell, um, Kelton Henderson, um, Lenoris. I know Lenoris gonna come in and do his thing. <laughs> he's been um, got a little games and so. I feel like, yeah, we got some good freshmen that's coming in and that's going to be ready. Very cool. We'll continue our conversation with Jalen Kilgore as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on coming up here on the game. Do these interviews here. And uh, Jalen, you know, looking back at this season, the defense was a conversation point for uh, a lot of reasons throughout the course of the entire season. And I brought these numbers up uh, last hour when, when talking about the defense, you know, Month September, you guys were at the bottom of the SEC. Month of October, you moved up a couple spots. Month of November, you guys were the number two overall defense in the SEC. We talked a lot about um, the three-three-five, and you guys adapting to that a little bit more on defense. In the last couple games, that seemed to help out guys like Ben Martin-Scott. Jerron Willis came on as well. Like, What other areas were you guys focusing on that got you better at defense as the year went along? Yeah, I just feel like um... – it was just the execution, the execution in practice, and the the game change that Coach White came up with, and that was an amazing game plan. Uh, that's doing the three three five. I feel like that gave more guys opportunity to really show their talents. Bam, him running sideline to sideline, making tackles. Also with Jaron just being aggressive. Um, I really feel like is our mindset just changed. Like in practice, we'll have way more aggressive in practice, rushing to the ball, getting punch outs on the ball. Um, they'll like if it wasn't of uh, the quarterback, if it was in like if it was in scout and the, uh, the ball wasn't thrown, they'd throw us balls just to like make us seem like we're getting an inception or picking up a fumble or things like that. So it was really just a mindset thing that I think we just had to change and just move into next season with. We talk a lot about turnovers coming in bunches. You guys went through a stretch for a couple games there where you didn't generate any. Finally started getting some against Jacksonville State, rolled that into Vanderbilt, rolled that into Kentucky. Like, How much of a momentum thing do turnovers really feel like on the defensive side of things? Um, it's definitely a big, big momentum because it just it moves into the offense. They give offense um, 
most of the time a good position on the field to go in and score. So I know that boosted their confidence where they can use their packages more on deep balls and things like that. So it's just a big momentum shift for the whole team. Once the three three five was put in from a DB standpoint, don't and don't give you know too much away, obviously. But did that change the picture for for y'all schematically, or is it a little bit more in that front six area? Um, things the things we did, we was we pretty much around the same. Like we played the position that they put us in, we've done in different types of formations. Right. So it wasn't really nothing that we had to learn new. It was just really just the front, mm-hmm. basically. Let's uh, since we haven't covered this yet, let's look back on recruiting and you know you were a highly regarded guy you had lots of offers you had um i remember i mean too i remember uh, clemson y'all just played it offered you oklahoma y'all are going there next year for mm-hmm. the first time i think you visited oklahoma yeah. right what do you remember about the recruiting process and what did you like and even not like about recruiting in general um i love I, um for recruiting for me it was it was good um the schools that i did go to they showed love um, Oklahoma was good. Oklahoma was nice. I went to Clemson's spring game, I believe. Um, they had a good spring game. Um, the, I talked to a lot of the coaches. Um, who else did I end up going to? I went to um, I went to Georgia a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to um, who else did I go to? I didn't end up get to take all my OVs because um, my mother ended up getting sick, so I only took two of them. That was Oklahoma and South Carolina, but for the most part. Um, the recruiter was good. They they showed me a lot of love. They the, the coaches was texting me a lot. They was coming to my practices, coming to my spring games and things like that. Um, the only thing I say I would I didn't like is just it was a lot to just try to talk to um, twenty different coaches in <laughs> right. one week. And I would try to, I would have to like I remember one night I talked to like five different coaches in one night. So that was that was probably my the whole the hardest part just talking to all the coaches and showing love to them as well. What ultimately sold you on South Carolina? Um, it was really they just they gave they um they faith in me first. One of, they was one of the they was the first SC school to offer me. Um, I think I had Georgia Southern and Southeast Missouri before them, and I think Coach Pope had ended up getting in contact with Coach Lindsey when he was here, mm-hmm. and he ended up being my recruiting coach, and he ended up getting me connected with Coach Gray, and just talking with them and just being how the whole um the whole team is surrounded by love. That really just what sold me, and just seeing the connection that the guys had coming on visits. I think I came here probably double-digit times I've been here. I came to South Carolina a lot. I came to a lot of the games, a lot of visits, things like that. So it was really just the love and just the love of the team that really sold me. What about guys like me calling you, trying to figure out where you're going to school during recruiting? How was that? Did you like that part of it or not? It was kind of 50-50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't blame you. I mean – Honestly, I hope nobody hears this. If I was a prospect, man, I don't know how much I would answer the phone for <laughs> recruiting reporters and news people and things like that. Uh, yeah, Jeff blocked Chris's number. Like, man, this guy won't nah, leave me alone. Nah, nah, nah my Chris number is cool. He doesn't have my number blocked. <laughs> um, so now that you got here, right? Like the things that you saw in recruiting that you um, I don't want to say bought into, but the things you believed in and the reasons that you came here. Um, have you been like? Have you? continue to see all those things yeah. as far as fan support and the way that the locker room is and everything? Definitely, 100%. Nobody nobody really, um, even with the season that we had, nobody gave up, started pointing fingers. I mean, yeah, we had a little, it was a little confrontation, a little, little head bumping, but that's that's football. That's going to happen with, a, sure. with any team, whether you're winning or losing. So, But everything, everybody always came together, together made one decision on what we had to do. What excites you most about 2024 with this team? Um, I feel like we got a lot of explosive players that ain't been shown yet. And been showing their talents really, 
And that's what really I'm most excited for, just seeing everybody come together. I feel like um, for my position-wise, me, DQ, and Nick, I feel like we're going to take over the DB room um, next year with them being possibly their draft year and with me being having a year into SEC ball. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and, and y'all do have some – you know, Marcellus will be moving on. He had a he had a really good year. Yeah. I think kind of quietly, like yeah. had, a, had a real good yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of it was a lot of games that they didn't even that he didn't get tried. Like they yeah, didn't throw to, like Clemson. I think he got one target towards him. North Almost Carolina. had the interception. Yeah. this past weekend, North Carolina, he had zero targets. Um, yeah, it was a lot of games like they didn't even like throw his way. So, do you think we? Uh, it, this is probably. I'm sure this is a question like for Coach White or Beamer, but y'all feel like you were talking about the three three five earlier. Do you feel like we continue to see? that next year as I, just like a change up or a part mm, of the defense yeah i think so it may um if we have to use it we'll use it if we don't if it's like a team we see that because we, yeah. we we plan a whole different schedule next year so it may be changed to a whole different scheme that we have to do to stop the guys that we're doing but i feel like that's still gonna be a main package in our deal i was uh looking over actually the schedule last night it's hard again mm, you know yeah. but i mean <laughs> as a as a you know, like this year's schedule was ranked by some people as the hardest, mm-hmm. literally the hardest in the country. And yeah. I look at twenty twenty four, it it may be even tougher. Yeah. But do y'all like that as competitors? Yeah, I feel like, like yeah. I feel like if you going out there, you get to, against those um big teams, you get to show your talents and mm-hmm. show who you really are as a player. And competing with those teams is gonna be great. Just competing against other good players, other good teams, is just really show who you are. I feel like I feel, so. I'm ready for that. Yeah. One last question here. We asked this to every player that we get in here and I know we got to bounce here in just a second basketball right you got to craft a starting five based on only guys on the team what does your team look like only guys on the team okay so um from my okay I'm gonna start from my my power I'm gonna start at my power forward okay my power forward the positions too yeah Yeah. my (laughs) power forward it would probably be TJ okay TJ Sanders okay TJ Sanders can hoop. He gets picked a lot. Tonk. Tonk probably going to be my center. <laughs> I lot, like Tonk. A lot, lot of beef hoop. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, small forward. Small forward, I would have to say probably Xavier Leggett. Okay. Probably Xavier Leggett. He can hoop. Um, shooting guard. Mm, shooting guard, I'm going to have to say. Uh, people don't know this, but CJ Adams. CJ Adams can hoop. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he, played, he played a lot of AAU basketball. Everybody don't know that, but he he can hoop. I put I put him in my shooting guard. He can shoot. Okay. And for my point guard, I don't know who I want in my point guard. So are you the coach? You're not putting yourself on the team. Nah, I'm not. I'm not top. Not five. a hooper. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't in that top five. They got that. Uh, what about what about Spence? Spence can't hoop. Oh yeah, you seen Spence, his highlights. Yeah, I seen his highlights. Oh, Spence can't hoop. Yeah. Uh, he may be my point guard. I feel, feel like, like either Spence or OD. OD can hoop too. Okay. Has yeah. he has he shown everyone that highlight tape, by the way? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> that's a good group though. Yeah. That, that is that's one a of the solid best one. ones we've heard. I, w- I, wish, I wish we could yeah. get all these teams together and have like a tournament because yeah. we've, we've heard some good ones. We gotta start writing them down. That's too, a yeah. So can, that yeah. that that's a that's a good starting five right there. I'd love to see that one on the court. But uh Jalen, we know you gotta bounce. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh, you know, I wish I could say good luck this weekend, but Man, good luck this offseason, and uh, we can't wait to see what you do in 2024. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that is Jalen Kilgore, defense back for the Gamecocks. Uh, More of the Garnet Trust Hour coming up here on the game. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.